Today's guest is Mr. Intensity, Reggie Brown. Reggie is a passionate leader in the health, well-being, and fitness industry, and together with his wife, Alana, Mrs. Intensity, they serve clients around the world with inspiring information about fitness for the mind, body, and soul. We will be talking about turning adversity into triumph, the power of being yourself, channeling from the higher self, plant medicine, and walking your truth. So grab a cup of something delicious and join us as we follow the nudge, because you never know where it may lead. All right. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the nudge with Kia Eileen. Thank you very much for being here. And today we have Mr. Intensity, Reggie Brown from the East Coast of the United States. Uh, Reggie is an amazing advocate for fitness for the mind, the body, and the soul. Um, Reggie is brilliant. He's driven, he's passionate, he's knowledgeable, and you know, I'm biased, but he's all of these things. I'm biased because I'm his aunt, but he is all of these things. Um, And Reggie has a a business based in the East Coast of America with an international reach. So Reggie, welcome to The Nudge. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's my great, it's my (laughs) great pleasure. It's my great pleasure. So on The Nudge, you know, this is really about discussing, you know, where you are in your life. And how you got there. It's not, there's no magic pill, there's no magic bullet, um, and each one of us has a journey. And so this podcast is really about the journey and those steps along the journey and cosmic pivots and twists and turns and how we got there. And by sharing these stories, um, it is my hope that we inspire thousands around the world to follow their own nudges toward their own, uh, toward their own path and follow, following the, the path of their soul. So, so before we get into the story and where you are today, I'd love to bring us into coherence. So will you breathe with me? Yeah. Beautiful. Excellent. So let's take a deep breath. And then release. Beautiful. Take a deep breath into the bottom of the belly. And then release. And then a deep, deep breath into the bottom of the belly, the back. And then release. And then a deep breath into the belly, the back, the top of the shoulders. And then releasing that beautiful. And as we fill the body with breath, the breath of life, we feel that air coming in and we feel our hearts beginning to open. And then imagining from heart to heart, a golden thread being attached from my heart to yours to enable the free flowing communication of our hearts, our core. And from our hearts and this thread between our hearts, we can imagine two triangles connected on each side so that it forms between us a golden diamond, a golden diamond of open-hearted communication. As we sit inside this sacred space, 
for, for deep and transformational conversation. So let's take a deep breath into that. And then release. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Ah, beautiful. What a, what a lovely, lovely energy. That's really nice. Um, so Mr. Intensity. So Mr. Intensity. So when was Mr. Intensity born? Not Reggie, but what, when was Mr. Intensity born? Well, he was born back when, um, it's the way I played sports. I used to watch a lot of Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. I used to watch a lot of him. And um, I created that name based off of the way I played basketball and it just moved into fitness because I've always been, I've always showed intense passion to whatever I believed in. And I was always, it was, it was misconstrued when I was younger. It's over-exaggerating from, you know, obviously mom, and I, just too much. You over-exaggerate. And it just, it's just my intensity. It's what's inside of me, which I later found in my, later in my life, why I am so intense because of my higher self, which is even more intense than me. It's just, I'm just a lower self version of that. And um, it was born through my fitness. When I used to train people, when I used to be an instructor of classes, I used to bring out an intensity in my instruction that people love to see. And um, I named my company Intensity. And when I when I'll get into the story later on how you know I transitioned over to online and not being an instructor anymore, but I when I transitioned over from being you know in, um, Coach Reg of Intensity Fitness Club. I became an embodied Mr. Intensity. I am Mr. Intensity because I have always been intense with whatever I put my mind. So I'm all or not going to give you everything I have, no matter what. And whatever I play basketball, I'm going to give you 100%. Losing is actually worse to me than winning. So, you know, I, I hate losing more than I like winning. So I'm just very intense when it comes to losing. And when I get angry, I get better. And that's just part of my intensity. I love that. When I get angry, mm -hmm. I get better. And you said some, something interesting there. You said, you know, when I was younger, you know, my intensity mm -hmm. was misconstrued as over-exaggeration. Mm -hmm. um, and so what was that like when you were younger? Did you, you know, did you feel, you know, that kind of intensity? Did you feel understood, misunderstood? Or how did that sort of, how did that come across? I felt misunderstood because when I'm passionate about something, I just express it in such a way where people don't understand it's too much for certain people to deal with. You know, as a child, somebody telling you that you're exaggerating, you obviously build a complex that you're exaggerated, but for some reason I still always did it. And I see it through my youngest son as well, the intensity in him. So it's just something that, that certain people have and other people do not understand. And if you let it be a dim light, you'll continue to be dim. Also the whole intensity, I spell my company I-N-1-0-S-I-T-Y. I put 10 in there because I operate at level 10. So I'll, I have to take the TEN out and show you to operate the level that I operate is, which is number 10. I'm always zero to 10, I'm 10, you know, when I do certain things. And if I'm not 10, I'm zero. So it's just no in between for me. So it was very, it was misconstrued. It, it, it always did well when I played sports. When I played sports or show some type of passion, it was always great. But when I was just home doing certain things, I was very, I was intense at whatever I did. So if I was bad, I was intense bad. <laughs> if I was good, I was intense good. It's just how, it's just how I, I was. But now I know why, you know, I know why that existence was chosen by me before I got here. I know why that I chose that, you know. So it was, it was a great thing. 
I love that. And we are definitely yeah. going to get there about, you know, mm-hmm. um, how we choose to incarnate and mm-hmm. why you've chosen sort of this path. Yeah. Um, but talk to me about kind of transition from in-person mm-hmm. um, coaching to your online mm-hmm. visit business. What was the nudge there? Sort of what was the push <laughs> for you to do that? <laughs> it was a heck of a nudge. Um, <laughs> I guess it was. Okay. So basically I was really successful when it came to my fitness business. When I trained people, I actually didn't know anything about training people. I just went outside one day and called people that I knew in my hometown and started training them. They just came and um, it, it blew up from then. I did it with a partner of, of mine, of, of a guy that I knew would train people as well. And I just became the, the instructor. I became the head and everybody knew that coach Reg was the head. I was the organization and the business and he was the creativity at the time. And, um, well, basically, you know, my old self got the best of me because all I trained was women and I'm not the worst looking guy. So I don't know how to say no. And I didn't say no to a lot of them. <laughs> we created this thing called like club 10, like a dance thing where we had like a DJ and I was doing my classes and we were traveling all over the place and it went well. And this person that ran it decided she wanted to separate without telling me and took basically all my clients because, you know, she was a woman and everybody was talking about me in the streets of my hometown. So basically it was like a collective part of people in my hometown to, to t- kick me out of business. And they successfully did that. Mm-hmm. So it was really devastating to me because I only had two clients. One was a loyal member and the other one is the person I call wife today. You know, and I just couldn't sustain because I wasn't living in the state of New Jersey. And I was driving from Philadelphia, New Jersey the whole time going through. I was on welfare because I, you know, dad of raising kids, mom wasn't there. And I was doing the best I could. But my lower self, as far as my temptations of the woman who threw themselves on me, it wasn't just me. It was them, too. You know, it it, it got the better of me. So I had to refocus, focus myself and. I had to go get a job. I had to humble myself to get a job at Walmart. And I was really, it it was tough. And that's when I started to pick up, instead of what we do as Christians, because I grew up Baptist, is when we encounter, we go to church right away. Like when we go to church, we're going to pay extra tithes and all that stuff. And, you know, I was like, I got tired of doing that. I was like, no, let me figure something else out because it just doesn't seem seem working for me anymore. So I started to learn the law of attraction. And that was my nudge to greatness. You know, I worked 11 to 7, and they allowed me to hear my headphones. So all I did was learn law of attraction, people like Esther Hicks and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, um, Kevin Trudeau and power of concentration, you know, uh, law of attraction, all this stuff. And I started to just, you know, focus and do these things and transform. And that's when I had a spiritual awakening, and I started to see what everything was and what reality was in a whole nother way and it changed my perspective. So I worked at Walmart for about two months, then went to Amazon and I started to move with a different type of confidence. Like, you know, I worked at Walmart, but I'm already talking about leaving. And the people who work at Walmart, they don't talk about leaving when they first get there. Like yeah. I'm leaving. I'm not going to be here on Thanksgiving. I just got there in September. I said, I'm leaving. And I left and I quit and I worked at Amazon and I did Amazon for about a month and a half, two months. And that was, that was, that, that was like slavery, Amazon. Amazon, they work you like dogs in there. And I wasn't having it. Because my headphones anymore to learn. And Walmart, I made myself, I'm going to get paid $300 every two weeks at Walmart. I'm going to, I'm going to trick myself to say, well, you're paying me to develop the person I'm going to become. So I'm, you're paying me to learn while stacking some kitty litter bags. And I'm learning everything I need to know to become the person I have to be for later on. Right now, it doesn't even matter. It's about where I'm going and where I'm going to be. So my goals were, go ahead. So how did you know, though, 
How did you know? Yeah, because you said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at Walmart. I've got my mm-hmm. earphones in because I know that you're training me, you're paying me to be the person that I'm going to be. How did you mm-hmm. know? What was that feeling? The feeling was a sense of, I don't, I, it's like you, you just, you just know, I know why now and I'll explain that later, but it's just a knowing that you, that nothing is going to be able to stop you at all, no matter what. And everything that's happening to you is supposed to happen to you to get you to your greater purpose. People don't realize that they're in situations that is building you for the next. And if you don't realize that you're in a pit stop to develop, you'll never get there. So I had to realize that, okay, <laughs> this is this is cool. Okay, Walmart, everybody thinks they stopped me, but they just got me started, really. You know, and yeah, I'm gonna take this pissed off my hump myself, which I needed to, to go to Walmart and to learn. And I didn't realize I was learning a system of, of, of shipping and stocking. This was what I do now. It's funny. You know, everything sets you up for the next. And I was like, okay, Walmart, right, I'm done with this. Let me go get some more money and develop. And when I develop and learn law of attraction, I mastered what they call visualization. Mm-hmm. You know, I realized that I had I had a great imagination and I could literally see here's the thing about knowing where you're going. You have to create your future by cre- by understanding and going. I call it time travel visualization. I time traveled to the place and time that I was going to be at. So everything that I wrote down in the book already it happened already. It was only a matter of time for everybody else to see it. So as long as I continuously went there while I was on break at Walmart and writing them down and imagining myself in these particular places and feeling the emotion. See, our, our superpower was our emotions, our energy and motion. And that's our superpower, our ability. We create our future, we create our present, no matter if you like it or not, you're created it. So you can change it too, if you understand that. And that was my changing point. The fact that, okay, this is something that I don't understand. But if I take my ego and my previous programming out and fill this cup with something new, I can learn something different. The problem people is they fight over learning something different because it contradicts what they already learned. And if you realize that when you learn something that's different in your current programming, that what you are learning is now a virus. And if you understand and embrace that virus of new information, you can continuously grow. And that's what I learned through that experience. I, as they were outside at Walmart playing football, you know, outside of the parking lot on breaks, wasting their time. I'm talking about my future, the person I'm going to be, seeing myself. So there's a particular goal, like, let me give you an example, right? Our goal I had was to, you know, have to impact 100,000 people in the world, you know, and be known throughout the whole world as this great fitness guy, having people all over YouTube. So I started to visualize the numbers on my YouTube channel. I started to visualize the comments running down. It's too many comments that I can deal with. I started to visualize so many sales that I don't know what to do, like having positive problems. And I started to feel the joy of that when I went there. And I visual- I said I was going to get married. I said I was going to buy my first house. I said I was going to impact people through the world. I said I was never going to work for nobody again. I said I was going to be successful in business. And it all happened in like six months after that. So you can speed it up if you really put the time and effort into it. But you got to change that previous program and I had to consciously change it. I love that. I love that. That's, that's just, I mean, I'm vibrating just listening to you because, you know, you're talking about programming and and I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is that understanding that program and then kind of bypassing that program. Sort of, when did you, when did you really understand about your programming? Was it that Walmart kind of moment or was it before? When, well, 
yeah, it was, it was, it was about my, it was about existence and all what this reality is. And the fact that the fact that we already have questions that our parents tell us to ignore and we kind of get used to ignoring it until we become the apparent that it, that ignored it as well and just give it to it and put it in. And I was always one that rejected just you telling me to do stuff. Like it didn't make any sense to me. Like, I'm like, this is stupid. Like, so you mean tell me that there's no basketball in heaven? What? I'm like, <laughs> like as a kid, I'm like, oh, so we just praising all day long and that's it? Like, there's no basketball? It don't sound fun. Just, I don't know. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how I felt as a kid. I'm like, this don't seem really, really good to me to do. And I got too many questions that y'all can't answer. Because I'm yeah. like, yo, if, if, okay. So if you guys believe in God, who created him? Like, nobody got an answer. Like, it just seems like everybody just following everybody else. And it's like, everybody like catching the Holy Ghost in church. I'm like, this seems just too much like a show to me. And it's like a show to get money from you. Because my question was, is like, if the pastor seems to work for God, why does he need my money to survive? Strange, you know? I'm like, that's weird. And I'm like, so then I started to research things. I was like, okay, so churches sign something called a 5013C to be exempt in taxes. And if they actually tried to help you and gave you back some of that money, they would have to pay taxes. So they signed it, not to speak about the government, which kills us all. And I got to deal with this? Oh, it's got to be something better than that. And, you know, so I, I was just looking at the information. And then when I found out that I have all the answers anyway, then I had to find out how to get those answers out of me and why I've been ignoring them for so many years. So just one thing led to another as yeah. far as how to change the programming. And I'm glad I changed it because that's when everything grand started to happen in my life. It's like, okay, so the church is really inside of me. It's just I got to pull it out. And that's where the information is. So I just, I went on a path for just so much information. And then I found out about food and meat and veganism and all that. And, and it just, it's just one thing led to another. And the cleaner my body was, the cleaner my mind was. The body's the conduit to the mind. I love that. I love that. And that leads us nicely on to the, that sort of topic around your business, you know, food, the body, and what leads on to being able to tap into your higher consciousness, your higher self. When did you realize that, that the body was the key to tap into higher consciousness? You know, it's funny. When I was a trainer, I used to always say things like that without clear understanding on what was intriguing me about the brain and the body so much. It got me into fitness. So when I got into training, I'll tell y'all now, I didn't even have, I didn't have a, a, a degree of it, period. Nobody even knew it. Nobody cared because I was transforming so many people. Nobody cared what I, nobody cared about this piece of paper. Inherently, the information was there about the body and it just seemed to make sense. So when I started to read books and follow information about the body, I'm like, wait a second. So the body is the conduit to the mind. The first brain is really in the stomach and the second brain is really in the brain because if you don't feed the stomach correctly, then how is the brain going to function properly? So then I, I have a background in cars. So I used to always do analogy about the cars, like the body is the car. So I used to always tell people, okay, you got a car, right? They're like, yeah, 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 I got a car. All right, cool. If that thing ran out of gasoline, are you going to shop right and pour Kool-Aid in the tank or are you going to the gas station? Well, of course, stupid. I'm going to the gas station. So you're a vehicle, right? You're a vessel, right? You're like, yeah. So why are you putting synthetic things in your body? How do you expect it to run properly, but you treat your car better than your human body? It makes no sense to me. So when I learned about that stuff, it just took me to another level as far as when we expect life, why do we eat death? Mm. Right. Wow. wow. How do we, wow. how do we, how do we do that? 
Wow. When when we say that again, I love that. When we expect life, how do we we eat death? death? Amazing. Amazing. You know? Yeah. So I, I just straight went vegan and lost a ton of weight right away. And for me, Losing weight isn't the best thing. I'm an ectomorph. So it's like, uh uh-oh, I'm going to get. So these videos you can find, like when I, you just couldn't see my, you couldn't see my, my shoulders. It was just gone. Because I was just like, I was so shocked about what they're putting in the meat with the antibiotics and steroids and all that stuff. And the things that's going to make you sterile and kill your testosterone. I just didn't want to eat it no more. So I had stopped eating meat and my mind got so clear as far as where I was going. It was like, now I know plants are a portal to your higher self. They're a portal. You could walk right through them by eating them, you know? And um, I started to talk about it a lot. And the things that I talked about as far as I learned about the pineal gland, which I had never learned in school. I'm like, wait a second, pineal gland, third eye. Because they, they were talking, they don't teach that at all. <laughs> don't teach but that. it's a gland though, right? It's a yeah, gland, right? That's right, that's right. We talk about other glands, but we don't talk about that one. Why? Unless mm-hmm. they know something about you that you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, coming up, we hear a third eye, we say, ooh, 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 demonic, you know, that's what they teach us. You I was know, say, so that's, that's certainly what we learn in school, right? Um, we learn it, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We learn it a lot. And um, to me, you know, plants are a portal and the body is the conduit to the mind. And we'll get into how so a little later in the topic, because I want to go a little bit deeper as far as the subconscious mind, mm-hmm. how important and where that actually is located. But you know, when I went on a journey talking about health, I actually started just making YouTube videos about health and none of them popped. I just kept on making them, making them, making them. But at the time, I'm working at Amazon and my goal is to get out of working for Amazon. I need to speak this manifestation because this job is killing me. It's like breaking me because I'm working like a slave, I'm barely getting time to eat. I'm not eating, you know, um, what my body is used to as it is, which is meat. So now I'm losing a tremendous amount of weight and um, I got to get out this place. So I started doing a lot of videos and then I did a video about black seed oil. I had taken black seed oil and I felt a really good benefit from black seed oil. I did a video and I was just myself in the video talking about how I was losing my hair and I couldn't grow a mustache and I couldn't grow no facial hair. Obviously that's all changed since then. They, it went viral. And when it went viral, I used the momentum of that to get out of my current work jobs, work, work. So what I did was I, somebody told me, if you're going to promote people's products like that, you should become an Amazon affiliate. I'm like, what's that? That's when you basically sign up for that and you promote their products and you get paid a percentage. So I said, all right, cool. Well, in the first three months, I made $12,000 in Amazon affiliate. Now, yeah. you got you to promote a lot of products for that to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not, even, that, that's not even a kicker. The biggest thing that I actually did was when I was 26, 27, 28, I started to have erectile dysfunction. Mm. And with me, I'm very transparent about what I go through in life because I know somebody else is going through it. So I, I know that my testimony, which my mom always said, was going to be my, my savior. The fact that I can be honest about myself to everybody else is going to make people feel more comfortable to talk to me about these things. Mm. So I'm in the shower one day and I'm still working at Amazon at this point. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I've always talked about erectile dysfunction. I got all these people following me. Let me just create a program based off of what I did. And I'm going to call it the regeneration program. And I said, let me see what happens if I hype this up. So now I was, I was friends with a company that I was promoting their products. I made them a lot of money. And I said, listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a program from scratch. And you give me some samples of your supplements to put in the uh, orders just to give them a little something extra. It was called Makaroo. 
And um, they were like, yeah, we'll do it. So they gave me like thousands and thousands and thousands of capsules to put in these little bags to send to them to help them out with the program. Now, it was only a two-week supply. So I created this program, and the program is about girth. You can increase girth as a man. You can increase your libido. You can get your, you can cure your erectile dysfunction, and you can increase your stamina and your performance. So um, I created the program, and the first month, I made $25,000 in two weeks. Wowzers. Now, okay. Wowzers. Because I sold the program for $139 at the time, and I sold a lot of them. And I'm still selling them to this day, you know, and that was like three years ago, you know, wow. so um, that was my bread and butter to leave the job. I told my wife, I said, listen, if we make $10,000, we got to quit your job. So she hated her job. I was like, and she's quit her job back in 2017 and she hasn't worked since. Amazing. You know? So, yeah, Amazing. so we made, we didn't just make 10000 we made like 20000 like the next week. So that, that gave us, that gave me the fuel to propel me to do what I'm doing now and I do soaps and supplements and we'll get into that later, but it's a, it's, it's definitely been a, a journey, but yeah, that's what, that's what I was known for. Like this guy, he, and, and many, many guys have cured their erectile dysfunction since then. Like they said it wasn't cured. They need medication. None of that. Just supplement nature supplements and your own motivation. You can do anything that you want to do. People just don't understand. And what I'm hearing as you talk is this incredible passion, but this drive, just this drive to to kind of challenge the status quo, to ask questions, but to know that there's something better out there. Do you think that's learned or do you think that was innate to you? It was innate. It was innate in me because I was always a rebel. If you ask my mom, ask my sisters, I was always the bad kid. I was the bad son. I was the one that got in the most trouble. The, the reason why I struggled with school, because I knew it was BS. <laughs> and inherently, I just said, this is whack juice. There's something greater in me. <laughs> to, but I'm going to, but I'm fighting this system. And I don't know why, but I'm just, I was just always so rebellious. And it just came naturally to me. So when I had a reason to be rebellious, I'm definitely going to go be rebellious now. Because I, now I know it is nonsense. And Education in itself, the word education derives from, a, I think, a Greek word, educate, which yeah. means to bring out. And it doesn't bring nothing out. So it really should be called indoctrination because it puts in. And that's yeah. why we don't get, that's why we, nothing brings out of us. It puts it everything in. And I just had a tr- trouble with that because if you learn a certain way, I mean, I learn better with hands-on and listening and, and, and watching. School is not for, it wasn't for me for that because I don't learn. I don't learn like that, you know, and many of us don't. And how interesting that quite a, lo- a large part of what you do is actually really educating. It's really yeah. about education. It's really about bringing the best out of, uh, you know, out of your clients. So let's talk about that. So mm-hmm. let's talk about you've kind of surpassed in this business. You're going past, you know, just working with the body. When did things start clicking for you that this is really linked to some deep spirituality as well? Well, well, basically, when when the law of attraction started to work for me, I was like, "There's something else going on here." And I started to learn about astral projection. Mm-hmm. I started to learn about the spirit. I started to learn about what we really are, what our origin is. And through these plants that I started to take, like these supplements, like Herataki, like this is my this is my first supplement I came out with. And Herataki is has been used by yogis for thousands of years to uh, awaken the non mechanical parts of the brain. You know, so what happens when you start to your pineal gland is spiritual gifts start to unlock. Like 
I'm heavily empathic. I'm geo-empathic. Like I have all, like I have like five different, it's like five different types of empaths I am. And I can see through the veil. So one of my abilities was when I was younger, like when I was to be a trainer, is I can see inside of you what you're supposed to be doing here and I can help you bring it out. Because everybody that I work with, they're like trainers and DJs and they were none of that stuff before me. But I showed them what they could be and even though they, they don't believe it. So there are certain things in us that we don't realize we're using already. We just haven't tapped into them yet, like consciously, mm -hmm. you know? So when I started to tap into these abilities, you know, I started to go a little deeper. I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can see this. And I, and your, the veil was totally lifted. So when I first astral projected, that was the first, um, the first thing that I knew that I was more than just a physical body. Cause I saw myself sleeping and I went to space so I'm like, all right, um, this is, this is, this is different. <laughs> this is, it changed me completely. Yeah. And when I started to decalcify more, I actually need to astral project a lot less because I realized that I'm supposed to be having this human experience because we're spiritual beings. And then I finally, cause I was talking about the spirit for a while, as far as pioneer land activation, but I knew there was something that I had to do to truly find out who I was. I wanted to find out who I used to be and why I'm so connected to Egypt, which y'all know as, but really Kemet, and they probably call it something different even back then. So I went to do ayahuasca in Peru. I had, I had manifested some money. And I was like, all right, I'm going to Peru. I'm doing it. So I went to Peru. I went there for seven days on a spiritual retreat and I did ayahuasca. I did Sapo. I did San Pedro, um, all that stuff. And when I did ayahuasca, my higher self, my, the guardian of my higher self channeled through me and spoke to me and gave me a ring, like I just told me everything about whatever I think I ever did in life, every bad decision I ever made, all that stuff. And if, if, if you're somebody who is, doesn't understand channeling, it's not demonic. It is something that if you allow yourself to be a vessel of something positive, it will happen if you made it to an attention. Now, I didn't know it was going to happen like that. I just said, I want to talk to my higher self directly. Because we're always talking to our higher self. It's that little voice in our head that we try to, that we ignore all the time. Yeah. That if we ask ourselves the question right now of what I'm doing that hurts me and what I'm doing that can help me, the answer will pop in, but you ignore right away. Because it popped right in your head right now, y'all watching. Ask yourself that question. Watch how fast the answer pops into your head, but watch how fast you also ignore it. And you get used to that. Yeah. You know. But when you channel, there's no ignoring it. It's there. It's taking you over and there's nothing you can do. And it's great because you're sitting back watching the greatness that you always knew was inside of you never be stopped by the lowest part of you that's been programmed by the society that we call three-dimensional illusion earth, right? So he chan I, I'm not, I'm not going to say who he is because you won't believe me. And even my lower self struggles to believe me at times. So I'm going to just say it was somebody that, you, that you've read before in the Bible and then he moved out the way and said, okay, I'm ready to speak to my higher self, who he was in Kemet. And then I found out who I was. And then, I, and then in my life, my wife and I, we spent life together. Like, this all makes sense now. And he told me what I have to do on this planet. And then when I did Sapo, he took, it was even greater because Sapo was five times DMT. So you're not laying there waiting two hours for it to hit. Mm -hmm. You're laying there in two seconds it hits. And it was like all that, it was the greatest and worst feeling I've ever felt in my entire life, I can't even describe the feeling of when it takes you over, you know, cause you got to smoke it and then you're out of here, but you're still here and time totally stops. Then you realize that this is the only dimension that really deals with time. You're like, wait a second. Time is just existing all at once. Every time, all, all around us, like 
like we think that Egypt is gone. No, it's just existing in a time that we can't get to right now, but we can go there whenever we want if we actually tapped in enough, because I've done it. You know, these things are true. So when then when you look at the TV, tell lies to the vision, TV programming, you realize that, wait a second, so you guys knew about us and you fed it to us in nonfiction. So when it's presented to us in real life, we reject it which makes the human being fear itself because it's presented to the human being in a lie all your life. You see what I'm saying? So when I realized all this stuff and all these abilities in us were real, then I went on a mission and then that mission was intense. But that's you. But that's you, you, right? That's you, right? And so, you know, everything that you're saying, I'm vibrating, I'm vibrating with the truth of it. Who, if you share these messages with people, are they taking it in? Yeah. yeah yeah because they they okay so i deal with largely african-american people and they're the hardest people to tell this information to because they're the furthest from themselves now before i got here i want to take the challenge to help the lowest of the low right now african-american people are the lowest of the low and um because they saw where i came from they saw the growth they see that it's real it's not somebody just lying to them so they've I was here to show them the beginning of my journey, to show them where I got to. And as long as you're open-minded, you can be there because they see, see, they see money and success. So they're like, okay, he's doing something right because the dude is successful. He's making money. And I'm watching this guy go from different places to different places, only up. Because I showed them, I'm like, when I first made the video, me in the kitchen, I was living at my wife's sister's house. Because me and my um, son's mother, we, we broke up, and I'm living I'm living at her sister's house, so I just basically started my whole life over. I moved back to Willingboro, living in a small one-bedroom, with my son living in something small enough to be a jail cell, they call a room, and I'm showing them, I'm a, I told them I'm a man of humble beginnings, because I knew where I was going. So every time they see me somewhere else, they see like, yo, this guy is really living what he's talking about. I'm not just talking it, I'm doing it. I'm not just talking about doing high frequency plant medicine, I'm doing it. I'm not just talking about people going to the roof. I'm doing it. So everything I'm talking about, I'm doing. And they're seeing, this is real because he's doing it. And I'm seeing this guy doesn't talk the same. He doesn't look the same. When I first met him, seen him, he was over 30 and didn't have a mustache, but he said he was going to manifest a mustache and boom, he has a mustache. <laughs> so obviously it's real. Like So they're seeing these things and they're really becoming receptive, obviously you're gonna have some people in there that are Christians that are not ready to break away from the programming, but who likes the alarm clock anyway? You hit the snooze button, right? Right. right so right. it's okay. But my, so one of my biggest sayings in the beginning is my name is Coach Reg, AKA Mr. Intensity, and my job is to help work in the world's consciousness one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that person is you. I used to always say that. So I'm only talking to one of them, but it happened to be thousands after that, yeah. you know, but. You know, so they take it in very well now. Yeah. Even when I did the, um, I did a ceremony uh, two weeks ago. It's called Hape, Hape Snuff. And I, and this is Hape Snuff. I'm about to do it after this video, but I did it on live. I did it live. I do lots of live so y'all can see that this is not planned. This is not prep. Yeah. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen, you know? So I did it and my higher self channel threw me in the live. And it, it, they, they, they said, yo, that is not him. You know, they're like, but they, they, I was surprised. I was like kind of nervous because I'm like, I don't know how they're going to take this. I know how they feel about yeah, this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. They took it very well. They're like, yo, I got to get some hoppe. Are you selling a hoppe? <laughs> Everybody, but now, you know, like, okay. So, really, so they're, they're awakening a lot faster than 
than than before, especially with this stuff going on now. They're awakening very fast. So they're they're really able to hear me clear. And I know why I chose this body so I could look like them, talk like them, yeah, have the yeah. same problems as them, be raised by the same families as them, so they can resonate with me more, so they can grow because they gotta see somebody who's like them in order to hear them because they're always used to hearing this information from somebody who doesn't look like them. Who doesn't look like them. No. Amazing. Yeah. And what I like what I like about what you're saying is that you're actually living um, you're living live, right? You're actually living the experience and you're sharing the experience. Has that ever, has that ever, have you ever kind of wanted to kind of take a step back and not kind of live out in the forefront, like show yourself out in the forefront? What do you say to people who are a little bit afraid of showing themselves, a little bit afraid of, of living kind of authentically like that? Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now, people. If you feel something's in you and you need to live authentically and you have fear, that's false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. When you are 80 and 90, if you get there and you realize how much of a punk you were, and then you die, and then you, I'm not going to say die, I'm going to say transition, and you get back to the spirit world and realize you wasted another 60 to 80 years, you're going to kick yourself in the butt. <laughs> so you're here to, listen, 60 years to an, you're, you're a divine, infinite being, people. Right. And you don't realize this, that you dealing with this 60 years, you chose to many of y'all didn't choose to be here. Maybe y'all dealing with karma or something like that. Maybe some people are, but you're here to experience the good and bad of this dimension for a reason. And if you don't learn, you're going to come back and be one of our one of one of the ascended masters children. So you can learn from somebody else because maybe that's or maybe you'll come back in a, a worse life to make you wake up a lot faster. So maybe you grew up in some poverty in like New York. But then you're born in a place that is even real poverty in a third world country. And that's going to make you really wake up. So you don't want that. But take all, count all your blessings that you got now. So if you like, oh, also, here's the biggest thing. I'm very intense. So I'm trying to calm, I, I try to calm down. But the inner self. We don't, we don't want you calm. Really we don't want you calm. We want you. We want you exactly as you want to be. Okay. Because they're really excited. The, the ancestors, my higher, they're really excited. Um. So basically, okay. If you don't help somebody by using your real life situations and being transparent with them, you are responsible for people not living their purpose because you don't realize that you could have been the one to help somebody see their purpose but because you are a punk and you are afraid of thyself, you won't let somebody see you so they won't grow. Thousands of people waiting for you to see a purpose. Starting with that one person. Maybe you have pictures that look bad and you don't want to put them up online because you're afraid what somebody's going to say. And then you keep them to yourself. And that one person that you could have saved by seeing there's somebody else like them dies. Mm. And then if that person dies, that nothing happens. But if that person lives, that person can also be a beacon for somebody else to live. And then we're going to become a collective co-creating together of each other's transparent experiences, which we all think we're alone in. You see what I'm saying? So you could kill somebody by not doing that, literally. Uh, do you hear that, people? Do you hear this, people? I mean, this is truth here, right? You know, if we're not, you know, standing in our power, if we're not doing what our soul is destined to do, we're hurting people, right? We're, we're stopping people from living their purpose. I love that. I love that. And said so much passion and truth. Thank you. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Thank you yeah. for that. So what would you say to, what would you say to your six-year-old self about where you are now? What would you say to him? 
All these questions you have will soon be answered as you already know. All these, I used to, at six, I used to wonder about space and time. I used to think of the universe and go through it. And then my brain used to just stop. Like, all right, that's enough. You're going far enough. You're not ready to see it just yet. You got to live this life. And I used to watch certain things knowing that I, it was, that I, it was something going on inside of me that was greater than what I can see here today. I'm like something, this, I can't put words to it, but something is there. So it's funny because at six years old, I used to envision myself time traveling as a man to my six-year-old self, watching my six-year-old self grow up. So I used to actually think of time traveling before I knew anything about time traveling when I first saw Back to the Future. That's, that's when I first, and I was like eight or nine, but when I was five and six, I used to think about time traveling before I even knew what it was. And when I saw it on TV, I was like, oh, that's real. I'll do that. That's real. That's real. That could, that could be done. Or when I saw this movie called Fluke, when a dog kept on reincarnating, I'm like, oh, that's real too. I, no doubt. That's real. That's real. Mom was like, that's not real. That's the devil. I'm like, no, that's real. Mm -mm, that's real. I don't care what you say. That's real. It, 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 it's just like, you know, things. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I love that because, you know, we, we quite, especially as children, I think it's important to understand children, because children are the ones who are most connected, right? You know, they haven't they yet been corrupted by the system and they how are. we kind of talk them out of their knowing. And I love that you had that in you and you knew that at a young age mm -hmm. and, and how we can kind of translate that to people now, you know, go back to those truths that you knew that you knew without doubt when you were younger mm -hmm. um, and revisit that and, and yep. see how that feels and how that resonates with you now after we've kind of like, you know, stripped away all of that programming. What are those truths that are still there? I love that. Okay. Yep. I love that. So, mm -hmm. so where, where is your business now or where is your life? Where are you in your life right now? And, and where are you going? <sighs> okay. So, <laughs> okay. So um, since, Okay, when I first started like this whole shipping thing, I had learned from Amazon, I learned from Walmart. Both of those things came together after I left those right away. So I started a soap company, Cosmetic Soap Essential Oil Soap, and now I do supplements. I now, I started with Herataki, now I have like 10 different supplements. And they don't come from this country. They all come from different countries, which is why they're the best in America, all of them. You know, and everybody who gets them, they're like, yo, why am I tapping in like this? So my business is very, like, right now, Corona, my business is not Mr. B, not even a little bit, because people are, the things I was talking about years ago, such as fasting, like, I got into intermittent fasting, I was talking about that for years before it was even popular, and now everybody's trying to do it, you know, so they're coming to me like, yo, what can I do to fast? How can I do to fast? Like, right now, I'm about to be, I'm, I'm on a 48-hour fast right now, you know, mm -hmm. and that's nothing. That's just, that's, it taps you into spirit. So yeah. basically my business is doing great. My family is doing great. I am, I am in the house that I manifested. I am around the nature that I manifested. I am in the exact neighborhood that I manifested uh, three years ago, but when I couldn't get here because of my credit. Um, and I, I wound up moving to Delaware for a couple of years and I finally got back to where I was, where I was going to go in the first place when I, when I wasn't ready yet. Um, so Everything, everything is good. As far as where I'm going, well, I'm trying to go back to my home planet. So that's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> I love it. I you know, love it. You know, people, like, I just have different aspirations. And a lot of people who run business, they're really about money. And money doesn't really move me. Um, the fact that I need to survive for now on this plane of existence, obviously, I have to make it. So I make it but at least I'm providing a service 
to people that's going to enrich their life through the supplements that I provide. And through that, I invest, re- reinvested in my company, reinvested into my mind. And there are certain things that I just won't do. Like I won't, I won't do a lot of things. I won't do stocks. I won't, I won't, I won't invest in a lot of things because I see something that I can't see just yet. And something's happening with this planet that is going to, I'm not going to need money very, I'm not going to need it very soon, you know, or I'm not going to need as much as we may think. Like, like the whole goal is to be a millionaire. That was my goal when I first started. I'm like, who cares? Like, I just want to be happy. I want to be tapped in because where I'm going, money's not needed. So whether it's tomorrow, whether it's 80 years from now, my goal is to do the exact thing I'm doing right now, which is to help the people ascend to their higher self. But the thing is, what I do not, what my ancestors and my higher self cannot stand is too many people who are online that look like me giving the information, but not teaching people that the real information is in their self. And that's the thing. See, see, we call these people who run this world are enslavers, but we also take on characteristics of the enslaver by becoming the new master of the people. Mm-hmm. That is the goal that is going to keep us low. And I am not with that, nor are the ancestors who spoke through me for eight hours straight a couple of weeks ago and speak through me daily when I do my live videos as I'm doing now. They are disappointed with the fact that we give information to people, but we never tell them where we got it from, which keep those people dependent on us. Inherently, as a trainer, I used to always tell my clients that if you're with me for more than six months, then I'm not doing my job. And they looked at me like I was crazy, like because most trainers want you to stay with them forever so you can continuously make money. But that is a poverty mindset, not an abundance. And law of attraction is about abundance. So we understand true abundance, you understand that you always be provided for as long as your intentions are good. And you're righteous, no matter how they provide it. People like to control their situations and how they're provided. So they try to control the people. Now, I try to teach people, need me for more than two months. Bye. That's fine. I'm doing my job. The only way we're going to actually get our world back and go back is if people rise on their own and realize the powers in themselves, you know? So, yeah. That's right. That's that, that's absolutely right, and that's what I'm really hoping that we're able to do with the nudge is to give people that information to realize that those signals and those signs that you're getting from inside of yourself that's that's you talking to you, that's your soul talking to you, and follow that right, follow that to you know to your highest good, to your optimal you know to your highest potential. What are you meant to be doing here on this earth? How are you meant to be serving? Tap into that. It's inside of you, and we have all of the answers inside. We just need to remember that. We need to remember our gifts and our wisdom. And, yep. you know, by, by, you know, having, you know, doing this platform and, and talking to people like yourself, we can give people these kernels of information and this knowledge that they can go, do you know what, you know, that makes sense. You know, something about what he's saying really resonates with me. And it starts them on their journey as well. Absolutely. Uh, um, I love that. So how would you, how would you define your nudge? You know, you're driven, you're, per, you're passionate, you're purposeful. How would you define that energy that drives you? How, what would you, how would you define the nudge? I know who I used to be. <laughs> I got all my memories back. Um, I know what we were. I know what we can be. Um, my nudge is the fact that, okay, my greatest nudge has been the fact that my family refuses to listen to me. My nudge is the fact that I know that people that I love very close to me will have to come back and be one of my children's children. I know that. And I know that I will always be a pariah in my family as long as they stay asleep. 
And my nudge for that always makes me go outside of myself, outside of my comfort zone. See, when your family and your friends don't listen to you, it's there. You've chosen that for a reason. If they listen to you, how would you ever go out there and talk to people who don't know you? How would you ever get the respect that you got outside of yourself? If you stay in your comfort zone, which could be your family and your friends, then you'll never grow to your higher self. You'll never ascend. So the reason why my family don't listen to me is done on purpose. That was strategic by the higher self that told me to pick this family on both sides who love the same thing and who love to be sleep. And I love them because they propel me to go even deeper into myself and prove them wrong one day. See, I like to prove people wrong. I love it. It's like, it's an ego thing, but you know, we all got an ego. I love to just say, I knew, I know y'all didn't think that I could do this. I know it because y'all probably thought I was demonic. Y'all thought that when I left the church, you know, I was going to be, you know, I was going to fail. He's going to get me. I'm going to go to hell. But I feel like I'm in heaven all the time. And I watch people that are close to me struggle with things that I know that if I told them some words I can help them with, but they won't hear from me because they saw who I used to be. And that's cool because people around the world now know who I am. Say I've helped them all the time, and it's only because they wouldn't listen to me. So that's my nudge. Because mm. I use that anger from it. I realized that in my ayahuasca ceremony, anger is actually one of my greatest assets. Because when I'm angry, I play better basketball. When I'm angry, I, I, I find strength in myself that I didn't know was there. When I'm angry, I get things done. Right now, I'm angry at the state of the world. So I'm about to get things done, no matter if it's my life or death, because death is not real at all. It's transition to the next. And we're multidimensional anyway, so I can't wait to get there. (laughs) (laughs) And and I love a few of the things that you've said, you know, and I think it's really important for people who are, you know, on their journey, you know, they're starting to wake up, they're, they're expressing themselves differently, they're moving differently, they're doing, they're, they're developing different habits, and the people around them are confronted by that. And so they start to then retreat back into themselves. And I think it's really important to really listen to your words about what spurs you on and, and, and you're still you're still progressing, you're still moving, you're still going on your path, even in spite of noise around you that, that wants you to kind of stay the same way. Um, and I think that's really important. I've you know worked with a number of people who find that really challenging when those people around them don't really support them on their journey. Um, and I think it's really interesting that you've kind of used that as your, your motivation. And I also love that you've spoken of anger. People, anger is a bad thing and they, they kind of think of it as a, as a lower emotion, but you know, anger can be incredibly useful, especially when it's justified. It's just an emotion right? It's just energy and motion that we've kind of defined it. We've kind of given it a connotation in our minds, but anger is just an emotion. It's an energy. It has, it's, it's not good or bad. We judge it to be bad. And I love that you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're using it as your motivation, the state of the world, the state of the Mm. world. (sighs) That's a whole other show, right? That's a whole other show. But, you know, a question as I was tapping in this um, podcast that we were doing and tapping into your energy and my energy. And I asked, your higher self, what question I was supposed to ask you. And your, mm. hi- your higher self said, ask him, what's, what's, what's more dangerous, the coronavirus or obesity? <laughs> They're the same. Okay. So many of you people who are healthy have already had this virus and you snipped it away, right? Hold on. What happened? You froze. <laughs> oh, hold on. You froze. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> see, what hap- see what happened when we start talking about the real I see stuff. that. That's wild, ain't it? I <laughs> know. <laughs> they hear me. I know you hear we me. We both froze. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So check this. Coronavirus is... I have my theory on it that is that is different. It's a it's biological warfare, nanobots, all that good stuff, right? But the, your biggest your biggest asset is the fact that you have to remove all body fat, which holds on to anything that see body fat is a toxin in itself at a at a at a, at a significant rate. So imagine that person that's rolling around at Walmart in a cart because they can't walk because they have so much body fat. That is cancer, right? So body fat and the coronavirus mesh together when you have a tremendous amount of cancer already in your body because that cancer asks for anything to come because it can't your body can't fight it off under if you remove that you can fight it off because many of you have already had it and you just snipped it away you got a couple of snippies and you're out of here you know but some of you aren't going to get it away because you're still going to eat like garbage while you're already sick and have all kinds of ailments anyway so what's worse obesity or coronavirus obesity is because the coronavirus doesn't exist if you don't really have it or other elements. So it can exist all at once. But if you're somebody who is tremendously healthy and your immune system is at its all-time high, the corona is like a Heineken virus. It doesn't exist. You know? Heineken virus. What was that? I love it. I love it. I mean, and you know, and if you think of, you know, the the illnesses that that happen in the body as a result of, you know, carrying extra weight and, and living an unhealthy lifestyle, it's gonna kill far more people than the coronavirus ever will. Um, that's, that's where the headlines are. You know, this is where we are now. Um, it's a pandemic, but for me, you know, the pandemic has been happening for decades. Oh, for yes, yes, definitely. Definitely. It's been happening for decades, but you know, here we are, here we are. Right. So I could talk to you for ages and we're definitely, <laughs> we're definitely going to keep having more of these conversations because I think, Absolutely. you know, you are filled with so much knowledge, so much passion and you know, your passion comes through. You are really, you're here to help people. You help people to live ha- happier, healthier, more abundant lives, but you're also here to help people ascend. And, and so I think, you know, everything that you're saying, your message, your vibration needs to be heard over and over and over again. Um, so we will definitely be meeting again. Um, but before we go, you know, if you were to, if you're nudge, if you're nudge, that kind of energy that lives inside of you um, were to speak, what would it say? Um, to people as a parting message? What would what message would it leave with people? You all have a choice. And your choice is divine, defined by you, what you do after this moment. The fact that you hear this podcast, you now know. So your ignorance, which they call bliss, is not bliss. Consciousness, people, is bliss. To know is liberating. So if you decide to be liberated, that is on you. Here's the thing, people. If you decide to be asleep after this moment, everything that happens to you, you have done already to yourself. And I cannot say you do not deserve it because you have chosen to remain asleep after hearing this podcast. You are here at this podcast because you are ready to wake up. A part of you is. Which one is going to win? Is it the lower self? Or is it the higher self that wants to ascend? Will you challenge yourself? And you may ask, how do I get to my higher self faster? You get to your higher self by constantly doing things you wish or you thought you couldn't do. And every single time you accomplish that, the more of the higher self will peek through you. 
until that is the embodiment of you in general. So the fact that you're here now is your wake-up call. And if you do not listen to this wake-up call at this time, then you will come back at another time. Period, the end. <laughs> Period, the end. I love it. I love it. I love it. Reggie, thank you so, so much for being here. If people want to get in contact with you and, you know, by the way, people I've tried, Mr. Mr. Intensity's products, it's the truth. These products are the truth. What he's speaking is the truth. So if people want to get in contact with you, if they want to work with you, how do they find you? They can find me on my Instagram. It's Mr. Intensity, M-R-I-N-1-0-S-I-T-Y. It's just Mr. Intensity. All you got to do is know how to spell how I spell intensity. Always with a 10 in it. <laughs> I-N-1-0-S-I-T-Y. And my website is intensityfitnessunited.com. And you can find anything you need. Now, one question people may ask are, why are the supplements that I sell so differently? And I want to get into this one thing real quick. Mm, I need to educate them on what they put in their bodies real fast. Now, I'm going to use another, I like, I like to use analogies. Now, if you are an unclean man and you put your seed in a clean woman, the seed that is planted in that soil will come up damaged because you're not clean. Just like if you put your clean seed in unclean soil, that fruit will grow somewhat differently. So when I get my supplements and I go to, let's say, India or Peru, they're put in soil that is in their geographic location they're meant to be planted, right? Everything is meant, it has a place it needs to be planted, like my maca, which has grown 14,000 feet above the Andes Mountains in Peru. And when you get these certain seeds grown in the right soil, you get exactly what you need to get as the creator intended. But when you get these supplements that they sell in America, which are placeboed and dumbed down, and you don't get an effect, and you're wondering why when you take mine, you get an effect, it's because I make sure when you put it into the body, the plants have their intelligence. And what they do with these plants in America is they manipulate the seeds. Plants are a portal to your higher self, and they communicate with you, and they also are intelligent. So when you take these plants, set your intention of what you're trying to do. You're speaking to the plants. And they'll do what they need to do inside of you. So have respect for them. I love that. We are going to do a whole show on plants and plant medicine and mm -hmm. being a portal. That's, you know, we can definitely do a whole show about that. So people, yeah. ple people please find Mr. Intensity. Please look him up on Instagram. Um, there's also a YouTube channel with multiple, 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 multiple videos. Um, and check out the uh, yeah, like, like 600 videos on there about health. So yeah, you got to check that out. Mr. Intensity on YouTube. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's it people, <laughs> you know, and, and like Reggie said, if you're, if you're asleep after this, that's of your choosing, but if you're ready to wake up, please go and find him. Mr. Intensity. This has been the nudge with Kia Eileen. You can find more information on my website, www.kiaailen.com. And I look forward to to seeing you very, very soon. Much love to you all. So did you hear the wake up call? Can you feel that truth vibrating inside of you? I know whenever I speak with Reggie, I feel he's able to activate a deeper knowing in me. And it's my wish that you can feel that too. So if you can, make sure you get in contact with him. 
look at his videos, research the information that he's talking about. It's all there for you to activate you to a deeper understanding of who you are and who you can become. So remember to join me next week on The Nudge as we welcome another very special guest as we continue to engage with that force that's always working on our behalf. If you're ready to follow your nudge but you're feeling a bit stuck, go to my website at www.kiaailen.com or my Instagram page, kiaailen underscore soul clarity or my Facebook page at kiaailen. This podcast can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and CastBox, so please subscribe and remember to follow the nudge because you never know where it may lead.